You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. The car feature. attempt at a moment there with <laughs> the sound of that engine is my feeble attempt at a flight to Vichu. Um, so we're doing it again. Uh, we've brought you previously the history of the microbus. Remember how much fun that was with Stuart, John, uh, Stuart Johnson and John, and we got all your memories, so many of your memories of the microbus in the past, right? Because of course it's evolved over the years and today we are looking at Probably a car that um, has is very dear to many South Africans, uh, and that is the Golf GTI. And I want to know from you what comes to mind when you think about the Golf GTI. Have you ever owned one? What are your memories and your stories of the different generations over the years? Which were your favorites? Because it hasn't always been a smooth road for this particular car uh, over the years. A story we'll be unpacking in a short while with Stuart Johnston. Uh, but uh, the, it's had a, a great history, an incredible history, and that's what we'll be looking at. So please feel free to give us a call on zero one one eight eight three zero seven zero two three one seven zero two for your SMSs, and then your voice notes and your WhatsApps on zero seven two seven zero two one seven zero two. Stuart is a motoring journalist and Car Magazine's uh, Joburg correspondent. Stuart, welcome back. Hi. Hi there, hi, how are you going? No, very good, very good, thank you. Have you ever owned one of these? Have you owned a Golf GTI actually, before? I actually, own, I actually own one now. Oh, which one? <laughs> a a 19, 1985 uh, model, it's a Golf 2, the second series. You kept uh, it? Which I bought about, uh, oh, I bought it about four or five years ago. Wow, that's incredible. So is that the, yeah. the when you say 82, I was going to ask you about the Utinga. Is it the Utinga that you have? Because that's a very beautiful car. No, um, we, I didn't. Uh, it's actually an 85 model. And ah, it's the Golf 2, you know, so the second series of GTI. Okay. Uh, because the first one actually came out a, a few years prior to that at the end of 1982. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes, yeah. that was the famous one in that ad, right? Or the German Autobahn with the racer. I can't remember. It, it had, there was a famous ad. Is that the GTI that was in that Yeah, one? that was the famous one of jumping, and that was the one yes. that I've got. It's yes. actually the Golf 2. The Golf 1, they had started promoting it, but nothing like when they, when the Golf 2 came up, they really got going with, uh, with sales. Mm. It was a total icon. Before, it was a bit of a, quite a well-kept secret, I think. You know, it, it wasn't, uh, it, it, it needed that second generation to really make it take off in this country. So, uh, I saw that in June 1976, that's when we first started producing them, the, the production uh, launch of the first GTI happened in South Africa. And, no, uh, no, sorry to interrupt you. No, that's wrong. Yeah, when did it start? <laughs> uh, that, Here, that, specifically. That happened in, in Germany mm-hmm. uh, as a very secret project uh, with uh, one guy in the immediate department and a couple of other guys in the, in the engineering department and they're all racing enthusiasts and they secretly evolved this car as a a sort of development car Mm -hmm. at the Volkswagen factory in Germany in Wolfsburg and then they presented it to management and management reluctantly said okay I think we'll go ahead with it and see how it goes probably sell about 5,000 of them in total Mm -hmm. and um, 
that was just the way it started. Of course, it took off like wildfire in Germany. But it took um, a good few years. It took until the end of 1982 before we got that car. And that was very close to the end of its production cycle because, you know, it was the Golf Mach 1, which was introduced in Germany in in 1974, the basic standard one. Then they came with the GTI in in, uh, 76. And then... Mm. the nice thing about the um, the one that we got here in 1982, we got the more powerful engine towards the end of its production line, you know, with fuel injection, et cetera. And it was a revelation, really. But as I say, it was very much uh, the, the petrol-heads car. It hadn't got that, that traction that uh, the Golf 2 got amongst all the yuppies who suddenly wanted to own one as well. It was very much a specific petrol-head uh, 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 model. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is yeah. that when it got When did it get that uh, tag That it was the people's car Because all sorts of people wanted to drive it Or were behind the wheel from celebrities To just everyday people I, I think in 82 it started to get that traction But then unfortunately What happened was the next generation Which was Golf 3 yeah. um, Which came out in, in uh, 1993 um, It put on a lot of weight Like a huge amount of weight mm-hmm. And that weighed the first, uh, the first two ones weighed well under a thousand kilograms, and suddenly this this Golf Three came out with about over twelve hundred, well over twelve hundred kilograms, because the whole move in in that era was towards safety all of a sudden. So they made the cars much more solid. They had protection side beams um, in the doors, and they even had the first airbags for that car as well, and all that added weight and. Um, Yet they stuck with this rather cooking sort of engine. Uh, it was two liter version, but 85 kilowatt engine. And suddenly it had lost all its performance. It was about two seconds slower in 0 to 100, which was important to, you know, performance heads. <laughs> they, they, they sort of bought their car where they could do half a second quicker, 0 to 100 than if, you know, it's rivals. So, um, you know, this was suddenly it had lost a lot of its cachet. Yeah. Um, and so Volkswagen actually had to bring out an even more hot model called the VR6, which had a V6 engine, made a beautiful sound. Yes. Especially if you fit it, fitted it with aftermarket air filters, you've got this lovely suck, sucking, oh, raw sound, you know, <laughs> from the VR6. And uh, so in, in other words, the Golf GTI became a little bit of a forgotten car from 93, uh, through until about 97 and then they brought out the first turbocharged uh, GTR yes. which, uh, and they were forgiven <laughs> they were half forgiven it wasn't quite right yet you had to actually wait uh, you know, a couple of more years for the next generation and that is what you were talking about that's when everybody suddenly wanted a GTI mm-hmm. in, uh, in, in a brown 2000 and I'm just trying to think now Gee, 2004, 2005, it came out here, yeah. Wow. And that's when suddenly everybody wanted the Golf, uh, the Golf 5 GTI, which is, in fact, very similar. Golf, Golf 6 and Golf 7 GTI weren't that different to the Golf 5 GTI. It was a new shape, um, and it, it had the, a beautiful turbocharged engine. They just made it a little bit faster, handled it a little bit better. And, uh, you know, it, it, they refined it, basically. But that was the kind of new template for the, the people's GTI, if you like, the, the, the phrase that you coined now. <laughs> so let's take a, a couple of calls, a couple of questions, a couple of memories, because this is definitely an iconic car. I think it's safe to say that. Uh, Lance, okay, good afternoon. Like yes. Hi, Lance. Hi. How are you, Azania? Oh, good. How are you? 
I'm good. First time caller on your show. It took the <laughs> I GTI. Always listen to you. <laughs> I always listen to you. Great. Yeah, I had I had two city golfs, um, which my uh, I, I started loving golfs with the CTI, mm-hmm. and I think what your what your guest said about the the GTI we started in '82. I think it had the same engine as the CTI. Um, I used to take on robot to robot. I used to take on the VR6. Um, <laughs> but I had uh, the the golf. Then I ended up with the golf five, and that is where I think everything trains for Volkswagen. Yeah. Um, with the golf five, because it was a stunner, and like people used to say, wherever you go, it doesn't matter church, pick up pay, doesn't matter where you go. People used to greet you with respect, and the people also used to respect you on the highways with that golf five uh, um, uh, GTI. And um, like I told your producer the, um, or on my voice note, the Golf 5 GTI used to talk to you. The faster you go, it says, can you push me more? Please? <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I've heard that before. Oh, so that, was, that, was, uh, that was a gem. Um, the Golf 3 wasn't fast my favorite because it was a bit slow, but I loved the VR6. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Golf 4 was also a bit, for me, it was a bit slow, but then they brought the R. But like I said, uh, my favorite, and I think if you never owned a Golf 5 GTI, yeah. it's time to go buy it after you've listened to my voice now. <laughs> and just experience it. Leave the 8R for now and buy a Golf 5 GTI. <laughs> <laughs> go back to the past. Lance, great call. Thank you so much. Your thoughts, Stuart, before we take a break? I, I, I pretty much go with what he said. And, and uh, interesting that, that CTI, you know, we were also going to talk about City Golfs as well today. And the CTI was the first hot uh, city golf that mm. was also back in the 90s. And um, it essentially was the Mark 1 GTI. In other words, you had the same engine, pretty much the same engine as the Mark 1 GTI, very light car, and it had fantastic performance for its, for its time um, and its price, you know. Mm. And as I say, and, and in that era as well, this is when they were in a bit of a hole in terms of. Uh, you know, the, the Golf 3 GTI wasn't so, so so exciting and the Golf 4 GTI was getting there, but still not, it still didn't talk to you the way it really should have, even though it's now at a, a sort of mildly tuned turbo engine. And then, then the CTI was the one that the younger guys could afford. Mm. And, uh, and, and it was, it, it went straight back to the spirit of the original GTI. Yes, uh, I was going to say that they, there's similarities in how they look, in fact. So, from yes, the beginning, exactly. so the yes, face of it. That is essentially what happened. I, I don't know if you know what happened there, but they introduced the Golf 2, which is the one I've got, the bigger, it was called the Jumbo Golf, because much bigger than the first Golf. Yeah. But, um, it was still quite light, but it was, it was okay. But then they decided they had all the factory tooling for the Golf uh, Mark One, and you know you could get them in thirteen hundred, in eleven hundred. In fact, the Golf Mark One, and thirteen hundred, sixteen hundred. You know, not very fast, but nice on a score. And they kept uh, Volkswagen took that decision to keep on the, the the factory tuning for the first series, and carry it on, and they brightened it up with a famous um, red, yellow, blue coloring of yes. the City Golf. I don't know if you remember. I that. remember those. I remember those. Yeah. Uh, but Stuart, let's pause it, it there. Such a hit. Yeah, it was. It was. I can still remember the ads. Listen, let's take a break. Then we come back to our conversation with Stuart Johnston. And he's a motoring journalist and car magazine's Joba correspondent. And your calls, your recollections, your love for the GTI. 702. The car feature. 
We're back with Stuart Johnston as we reflect on the history of uh, the GTI and uh, the City Golf. And because there is a new one coming out this year, we'll get those details in a moment. Let's go to Pretoria East with Lionel. Hello, Lionel. Hi, Azani. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for your patience, Lionel. Tell us about the golf. Yeah, no. um, Actually, when I was in varsity, you know, in Bramfontein, there's that uh, VW dealership down the road. Um, I I went there just as I finished for a Golf VR6, and the guy was helping me. said, no, I can't afford the Golf VR6. And I ended up getting into a city golf and transitioned from city life to velocity. And, yeah, money came, and then I ended up getting... (laughs) I got my first GTI, which I had to wait for in 2006. I think I was in the waiting list for about three months, Mm. three or four months. Mm. And that was just the beginning of the love for the GTI. I moved when the Golf 6 came out. I jumped into the Golf 6. I was like, I'm sure I was among the first guys to get a Golf 6 GTI. Mm. And, And then I think it was, I'll call it a mistake or... Yeah, I did not consult very well. And when 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 I got married, and I was told that it's either the marriage or the golf. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it big about soccer teams, as in you choose your club or me. But now, now it's also the cow yeah. or me. Okay. So I I I chose the marriage, and then transitioned <laughs> to other brands, Eish. and then fast forward came the golf R. Uh, I've put an application a couple of times and it was <laughs> denied, rejected. but now, <laughs> now there's a Golf 8 and there, there is no way it can be rejected because I've got a perfect excuse. There is 40, turning 40 midlife crisis, so <laughs> it's better than getting a Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> Your story adds up, Lido. Go for it. Your story adds up now. Yeah. Thank you so much for the call. <laughs> and then a quick one from you, Chipetso. Hi. Hi, good day, Aza. Yes, good day. <laughs> yes, uh, Aza, I fell in love with a Golf GTI. My brother owned a Golf 3 GTI. Mm-hmm. So uh, I used to drive it when I started working. I bought a City Golf. After that, I bought a Golf 5 GTI. I never stopped. I never stopped. Just fell in love with it. I owned a Golf 6. I now own a Golf 7. Uh, I, it's a lovely car. Yeah. It's a lovely car. I'm sure you can't yes. wait for the 8. Yeah, but I'm but I'm uh, I'm getting old now, as I am. <laughs> and uh, what the God associated with, I think that I'm I'm really uh, growing out of it. Oh, I see. So you'll just observe <laughs> from the grandstands as others, you know, from the sidelines as other people yes, experience but I, it. But I love it. I might I might be I might be tempted, but uh, the Golf Seven is not that old. I mean, it's a 2019, but if the Golf Golf Eight comes. I might change my mind. Okay. Well, how old is old, Chibezo? Just uh, just to give us a sense. Forty-two. Forty. Ah, is that old for a golf eight, <laughs> Stuart? What do you think? Is that old for a golf eight? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a spring chicken. Yes, it is. <laughs> so tell uh, us about this new one. Is it to come out this yeah. year? Yeah, the new one was supposed to have been here already. By the way. Mm-hmm. And then they had a worldwide uh, computer chip uh, shortage because of some silicon problem that they can't actually manufacture it, et cetera, et cetera, for all cars, not just Golfs, not just Volkswagens. And uh, there's been a delay on a lot of cars, and that's why the, the launch has actually been put back now, I understand, to the third quarter now uh, of the GTI. We're all expecting it to be here already. 
So it's a bit of a disappointment, but I think the longer you wait, the more anticipation you build. Builds, yeah. The time he's actually waiting for something like our, like our caller now. Yeah. He, I'm sure when he sees this, this Golf 8 GTR, it's also incidentally going to be the last of the pure petrol uh, fueled GTIs. And, you know, we, we feel that the next generation, which should be in, say, six years or whatever, uh, that will that'll definitely be at least partially electric or, or fully electric. So, yes. yeah, this is your chance as a petrol head to experience the possibly the greatest of the GTIs. Wow. Well, Stuart, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for such an incredible yeah. time. We didn't get to the City Golf. It'll give us an excuse. Even Bradley wanted to talk about the City Golf, which is what he owned. But it's been great fun reflecting on the GTI. We'll make it a date because the City Golf, I think, deserves its own show. It has its, has its own uh, um, character, very different from the GTI. So that was Stuart Johnston, motoring journalist and car magazine's Joburg correspondent.